to Hanging in the Nest with your host, Josh DeHawk Alonzo and Max the Turkey Rubenstein. It's Monday, and we have a big show for Hanging in the Nest as the Turkey and the Hawk take on the NFL Draft. We are three days away, and I cannot wait. Turkey, how are you feeling? I am. It's the calm before the storm. Storm. It's super exciting. I don't even know what's going to happen. This is probably one of the most crazy, could be a crazy draft that we're about to see. Let me ask you this, though. As a Jets fan, you have two picks, which is nice. You don't know what they're going to do with the, the second pick in the first round. But you know what they're doing at the second overall pick. Does that take some of the excitement out, or are you just excited that you get Zach Wilson? Nope. I want to see him come up there, shake the hand, get the jersey, call it a day. Hopefully, in three years, he's not on a different team like normally happens with Jet quarterbacks. <laughs> but I just want to give a little thing. We're Obviously, we're getting into our draft, um, our mock draft. We're not doing any trades, but my love list – is if the Jets can somehow get back into the top 10, top 15 of this year's draft and pick an offensive lineman. Yeah, there are some good offensive linemen. A lot of teams need, yeah, a lot of teams need offensive linemen this year. So I get it. Why not go for it if they can? You got to protect your new quarterback. 100%. Give time to throw. So, but before we get into that, as always, Max, bird fact of the week. What do you got for us? So I kept it NFL related. It's a simple fact, but I just, you know, NFL related. Let's talk about the Falcons, how they were named. So it's not really a bird fact, but it is about the Falcons. I like it. So Julia Elliott, which was a high school teacher, was the one that actually named them the Falcons. She (laughs) said that it's a proud and dignified bird with great courage and fight. It never drops its prey. It's deadly and has a great sporting tradition. So she nominated it, gave that big, you know, speech about it. And lo and behold, Atlanta is the Falcons. So there you go. Bird fact for you, kind of. I like it quite a bit there. Behind the line. Let's get into this, though. We are skipping the news due to the fact that we... Don't have a lot of time, but we are going to mention a quick trade that happened between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Ravens trade away Orlando Brown Jr. A lot of contract issues going on there. He did not want to re-sign with the team. Surprising that they did trade him to the Chiefs. They get back a first, a third, and a fourth this year, and a fifth-round pick next year. They give up a second-rounder this year and a sixth-rounder next year to the Chiefs. But the Chiefs get a left tackle for Patrick Mahomes. Huge move for them. Awesome move. Literally, they started the offseason with a terrible front line. I wouldn't say terrible, but maybe a banged-up old front line, and they have totally redone it. The line looks totally different. Patrick Mahomes has to be happy. Whoever they got running the ball in the backfield is going to be happy as well. Yeah, definitely a big move for them after that Super Bowl. Tampa Bay really put a lot of pressure on that offensive line. They cleaned house and starting fresh, and this is a great move. They're already working on a big contract extension for Orlando Brown Jr. He'll be there with Mahomes for a long time to come. Yep. All right, so let's get into it. Pickups here. Max, I need the hockey pickups. I am in a semifinal matchup here. As our hockey season is winding down, I'm quite nervous. Concerns about some COVID issues that are going on out there, so there could be some delays and postponements, which I'm not happy with. The people need to know, who are they grabbing this week? All right, I got a couple names for you. Some scorers for their respective teams. I talked about this one person before. Jason Robertson on Dallas. They call him Robo. I talked about him before. I know that for a fact. But he is on again. He is on another hot streak. He has points in seven straight games. He has 10 points overall in his last 10 games. Five goals, five assists. So this kid is straight scoring. If I think he's a rookie, if he's not a rookie, it's his second year, but he's young and he's getting minutes on the power play. He's getting minutes on the first and second line. They kind of rotate it. Dallas is looking good. So definitely Robo is a great one to pick up. And then the other team who's kind of going in the opposite direction, this kid is scoring. 
is Josh Norris. Okay, Josh Norris. Sorry about that. But Josh Norris, Ottawa, he is a center. He had no points last game, but 11 points in nine games in the previous. So he is scoring five goals, six assists throughout the last 11 games. He is killing it. So those are my two for NHL. I hope they work out. Josh, good luck to you. All right. Let me get into some NBA picks here. Clearly, Max, your dog did not like your picks, though, but that's all right. So let's get into this here. When I'm looking at a playoff matchup, I'm looking for games, right? The value of playing more games in a week is key at this point of the season. I have three teams with five games this week. It's the Dallas Mavericks, the Thunder, and the Toronto Raptors all play five games which is huge, obviously, in one week of basketball. So I'm giving a pickup from each of these teams. The first one I'm going with is the Mavericks, Dorian Finney-Smith, 31% owned right now in Yahoo Leagues. Christoph Porzingis, a little banged up. Doesn't mean he's not going to play, but if there's a lot of back-to-backs like this, they may not play him back-to-back as they're getting ready for the playoffs. Over the last two weeks, Smith, top 70 player in nine-category leagues, putting up about 13 points a game, six rebounds, 1.4 assists, and almost three threes a game. So not amazing, but good enough. And, again, he's playing those a lot of games. That's what we want, want right going on right now. Next up, Kenrich Williams from the Thunder, 12 points, 4.8 boards, two assists, 1.3 threes a game, last four. So I like him as well. And the last one, Kaheem Birch. Of the Toronto Raptors, 9.5 points, 6.5 rebounds. He's a guy that has double-double potential. So if you're a league that gives out extra points for double-doubles, I like Birch a lot here with the five games. All right, not bad. Let's move over to some baseball. Josh, I have to let the people know I'm in three leagues. You are my only loss in one of our leagues. I have won every single one except for you and me playing each other this past week. Well, that all that means to me is that people should pick up the players. I'm telling them, as I feel like my team is starting to get hot at the right time. So this week, I'm going, as usual, here with a pitcher, fielder, and a reliever. My hitter this week is Jesus Aguilar. Last three games, three home runs. He's batting 284, has 17 RBIs. The power's been lackluster up until this point, but he's kind of getting on a hot streak here. Pick him up now before he goes too quick. Kyle Gibson, Texas, last 14 innings. He has 11 Ks and one earned run. Already has four quality starts on the season. That I like that. He's not necessarily going to get the wins as Texas has been terrible. But if he's keeping that game really close, he might even eke out a couple wins. And then finally, the, re- the relievers are tough. But what I'm noticing a lot with the relievers this year are people are getting opportunities in the ninth. So I'm looking at Jake Dykeman. The, he's not the closer in Oakland, but he has two saves over the last couple of games. But in his nine innings, he has 12 Ks. So he's going to get you some Ks. He will get the occasional saves. So if you're desperate for saves, I like Jake. Oakland just lost their first game after winning 13 in a row. Baltimore beat them last night. But I like Dykeman. Pick him up. All right. Not bad. I think I'm just going to stick to yours and forget about mine since you are apparently doing great. (laughs) But if you want to listen to a second-rate pickups, here we go. First one I'm giving you, Adam Frazier on Pittsburgh. If you're looking Mm. for average, he is 19 for 54 on the season, 352 in the last 14 days. So he is killing it. Uh, Pittsburgh's weird, but he's not bad. And, you know, I think that, you know, they're going to have some good players on the team. Adam Frazier is a good one to pick up. He's second base and outfield eligible. So you got a little bit there. If you're looking for home runs, I'm going to Texas. Aldorlis Garcia. Outfielder, five home runs, 13 RBIs already this year. He's hitting 265, so it's pretty respectable there. He's getting the playing time now, so there's your guy. And then two starting pitchers I just want to highlight, John Gant on the cards and Eric Freddy on the Nats. Both guys are pitching well. They have a 281 ERA for Gant and then a 307 for Freddy. Or Fetty. Uh, both in 16 innings, they're getting the Ks. Most of the time, they'll be able to get the wins as they're on some pretty good teams. So those are some other guys to look at to pick up. All right. I like it. Let's talk bets then this week, Max. You posted yours on Twitter. I did not post one on Twitter, but I'll get into that in a second. But let's give the people what you posted out there today. All right. So I'm looking to start it. It's going to start today. It's a new betting season. 
Okay, like so it. I gave you three hockey ones and two baseball ones. You could do all of them. You could do two of them, four of them, whatever you want to do. But let's start with baseball first. I want San Francisco money line against Colorado. Colorado, who's a, not a great team. Not only that, they're leaving Colorado to go on the road. They are much. Uh, they are so much of a different team when they go on the road. And San Francisco starting pitcher Anthony DiScalfani actually kills Colorado. Has a three thirteen ERA against them. So I want San Francisco to win that game. And I'm going back to L.A. Dodgers minus one point five against the Reds. Julio Urias, who's pitching phenomenal right now for the Dodgers, looks like the real deal, the prospect that they all thought. And the Reds started out great, but they have tanked, absolutely tanked. So, yeah, give me the Dodgers to uh, cover the 1.5. Going over to hockey, Edmonton to win against the Jets. They have won four of six matchups, and they have the first, uh, the top overall point getter and the second overall point getter. McDavid has 77 points. Dreisaitl, who is a far second, has 64 points. And the Jets have lost three in a row. So I'm thinking Edmonton's going to win it. Then I got L.A. Anaheim, the under. Okay, the Ducks are 6-2 and two against the spread. They've hit the under those six times. The Kings have only scored two goals in their last two games. This is going to be a low, low-scoring game. And then, flipping it around, Arizona-San Jose, I'm going with the over. Three of the four games that they've played against each other have hit the over. Arizona have scored over four goals every game against San Jose, and both teams allow three goals. Uh, on average per game. So I think there's going to be a lot of goals scored in this one. So quickly to recap, San Francisco money line against Colorado, the Dodgers minus 1.5, Edmonton money line against the Jets, the Kings and the Ducks under, and Arizona and San Jose over. So there are my five. You can bet all, bet one, bet none, do whatever you want. I like it. For me this week, I chose a different path. We're focused on the NFL. So I went in the NFL draft and I'm looking at some of these prop bets that are out there over unders, things like that. First one over there out there is 0.5 RB is drafted in the first round. I am definitely taking the over as I think Najee Harris will definitely go off the board, maybe Travis Etienne. So there's definitely options there, but take, give me the over there. I'm also going to pair that with Najee Harris will be the first RB off the board. So he's my pick for the first RB off the board. Max may disagree, and we'll find out in the draft in a moment. But I like those two together. The next one I have is the over for wide receivers. Right now it's at four and a half. I think at least wide receivers can go in the first round. So give me the over there. And the last one I have, Trey Lance in the top ten. You don't have to say where he's going to go in the top ten. Just there'll be a top ten pick. Max and I, again, are not doing trades, but I think people will trade back into the first – or into the top ten, sorry – and someone will pick up Trey Lance. If not, he could also just fall as one of the top 10 teams. But I like that as well. So those are my bets. So the over 0.5 in the RBs, over 4.5 with the receivers, Trey Lance top 10, and Najee Harris first RB off the board in the first round. All right. Sounds good. I like those bets. I have to tell you, those all of them seem like a home run. Like those yeah, seem like – they seem doable, yeah. I'm very surprised the over – Sorry, saying? go ahead. I was saying I 100% think a running back will go in the first round. That's without a doubt. Yeah, I, 0.5 is nothing. I was surprised it wasn't set at one. So The wide receivers at 4.5, I think that's pretty good. I think we'll see five, maybe six. So right. I think that's okay. Lance, I'm a little worried about. But Harris, I think, will be the first one off the board as well. I like it. So there you have it. I'll post those out there on Twitter over the next couple of days before the draft on Thursday. Court is in session. So let's do the NFL draft now, Max, just to give everybody a little bit of a heads up about how we did this. So Max and I decided I'm going to take the odd numbers. He's going to take the even numbers. So we're going to pick play GM. It's a dream come true for us. We get to play general manager of a NFL team. The beginning of this draft is pretty easy, though, right? We have the Jags, the Jets kicking us off. It's Trey Lance, uh, just, uh, Trevor Whoa. Lawrence, sorry, sorry, I had Trey Lance in my head, just kidding. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence from Clemson kicking us off in this draft. 
I think it's a no-brainer. I do have a little bit of concern. I think he's a little skinny. I think he needs to put on some weight. I'm not sure how Urban Meyer is going to transition into the NFL. And he is going to Jacksonville, and they just don't have the best track record. So it makes me a little nervous. But from a pick standpoint, it's a no-brainer. He is the best QB in this class. Give me Trevor Lawrence, not Trey Lance. I apologize again. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick. Well, that is definitely probably one of the easiest picks I think you've ever made in your entire life. (laughs) I will make a pretty easy pick as well. Being a Jets fan, looking at Zach Wilson there at number two, he's the guy. I think they've pretty much already guaranteed it. But one thing that I do like about him is he does a really good job of extending the plays and kind of scrambling out of the pocket. And I think, you know, depending on what the Jets do, that's going to be a need that he's, the Jets are going to have. So, yeah, I think uh, Zach Wilson will be great in that Jet Blue. Yeah, he's got a big arm. He's got a lot of different comparisons out there. I'm not ready to anoint him what some people think he ha- is. But, you know, he played for BYU, not the, the best team in the world. But he's got a lot of intangibles out there. Let's see what the Jets do. They've got a new head coach, so I'm hoping it works out for you. And that, to your point earlier, he's not on another team in a few years. Great. All right. This is where it gets fun, right? Number three, this has been the talk. The Niners, of course, trade up into this pick. QB seems to be the option here. They've come out and said Jimmy Garoppolo is their starting quarterback. They can get out of his contract pretty easily next season, though. So now they're preparing for the future. If it's me personally, I am taking Justin Fields. Between him, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones, I think he is the best option. That being said, everything you hear out there, it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones, and Kyle Shanahan seems to want Mac Jones, but there are scouts in there that want Trey Lance. So this is a really tough pick for me, but I think they go with the coach. They have confidence in him, and I think Mac Jones is going third overall, Alabama quarterback. Had an amazing season. Did not win the Heisman. Obviously, Devonta Smith won it. But super talented guy. He's a Kyle Shanahan type. So I think this makes sense here. Again, for me, I want the more of an upside play. I think Fields or Lance gives him that. But he knows what he likes. He's taking Mac Jones. All right. So three quarterbacks. One, two, three, right off the board. As a Atlanta Falcons GM, putting my hat on for the Falcons. That's where the QB train stops for me. Okay. I was trying to look at everything. Matt Ryan is there until 2023. Okay. I think it was 2023, maybe even um, longer. I'm not sure. Yeah. If they release him, the cap is about $40 million. I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're going to pick a quarterback. I, my first thought again, they should go defense, but it's really hard to see Kyle Pitts there and not just salivate over. And he is basically a tight end. He's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. So I am going to go Kyle Pitts there. I think, I know they traded for Hayden Hurst, but Kyle Pitts is on a whole nother level. So give me Kyle Pitts, number four at Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a smart pick here. Give Matt Ryan some more weapons while you still have him in his, you know, he's starting to end his prime, of course. He's out of that, but he's still a very serviceable quarterback at this point. Getting Kyle Pitts here would be huge. So I don't blame you for taking him. They could could do keep going with the quarterback. This also could be a spot where they trade out of the pick and maybe get a King's ransom for someone trying to trade up for a QB or yeah, Kyle Pitts. I so. kind of agree with that as well. I think Atlanta's in a good spot. Um yep. definitely will be called, but I'm keeping it. Kyle Pitts is the guy. Number five. Yeah, so number five is interesting. I think it's between two guys. They need to protect Joe Burrow coming off the injury. So Pierre Sewell, the left tackle out of Oregon, is the cream of the crop for me there. But there's a wide receiver named Jamar Chase, who I think is the best receiver in this class, from LSU, reuniting with Joe Burrow. I think the connection here is hard to pass up. But not all about necessarily putting friends together. And for that reason, I think the smart play here for the Bengals is to take Sewell, get the offensive tackle, give Joe Burrow the protection he needs. So, PNA Sewell from Oregon going number five here. Good move. You know, as a Joe Burrow supporter in Dynasty, I have him. He got hurt because he wasn't protected. So, this is a great pick to go there. Makes Miami just salivate over the fact that number six, that they're going to get Jamar Chase. Yeah, okay. their wide receiver, you know, of the future to match him just gives two more options to roll with. 
So Jamar Chase at the Dolphins is awesome. And I do agree with you. I do think the Bengals may take Chase to team him up. But the fact that, you know, you didn't, Miami is loving that he's available. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's like I said, it's hard to pass up. You know, they're going to have a tough decision to make there. But it's uh, I think it's the right move here at this point. So um, good pick there with Jamar Chase going to the Dolphins. And they did trade back up. You know, they traded out of the three, yeah. moved to 12, and traded into six. They've been moving around quite a bit there. But, yeah, I like the pick. So number seven, this is another trade scenario in my mind. The Lions need a ton of stuff. A new coach there. Part of me says, you know, go get a receiver here as well, right? Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman are their, their current receivers. They lost Marvin Jones. They lost Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, all gone. So their whole receiver court blew up. But they need a ton of help. I mean, a ton of different help out here. And this was tough for me. I was like, do you go defense? Do you go offense? I kind of am leading towards going offensive line here. Like, I – like Rashawn Slater. But that being said, if you're Dan Campbell, you want some hard-nosed players and you want a good defensive presence that could set the tone. And I love Michael Parsons. I'm a Penn State guy. He's the kind of linebacker that can be a game changer. Did not play this past season because he set up for COVID. But I am okay with it here. I'm going to take Micah Parsons. Some people might see that as a bit of a reach here, but I like him a lot. From what I'm reading, Dan Campbell wants that hard-nosed player, that gritty player that's going to get out there and make some noise or bite some kneecaps, as he says. So give me Micah Parsons at number seven. Yeah, I think that may be a reach. I think you have a little bit of a homer in you there with your Penn State blood, but, hey, that's okay. All right, number eight, we're at Carolina. I firmly believe trading for Sam Darnold takes him out of the Carolina looking for a quarterback. So with that in mind, they do need a lot of help. They need an O-line, but their defense was horrible. I'm looking at it. I'm seeing who's available. You know, I'm going with the best cornerback on the board. So give me Patrick Sertain, the second. He's not junior. He's the second. That's going to be a guy that's going to pretty much lead that defense and toughen them up, make him a team that uh, quarterbacks don't want to throw against. So, yeah, give me there at Carolina. Yeah, they're another team I could see maybe going offensive line as well. I think that could be a a potential for them. But I like the pick. I think Sertain is phenomenal. I was hoping he'd fall to my Cowboys at 10, but there's some other good corners out there that you could take at that spot. Number nine, are we really a fan of Drew Locke is what the Broncos are going to ask themselves. And if the draft falls this way where people aren't trading – they have Justin Fields and Trey Lance available to them. It's a tough – there's not a ton of reporting on which one they like better, but a few things I've read and seen, they seem to like Trey Lance a little better. And so I'm taking Trey Lance at number nine. The Drew Locke experiment is over. They need a new quarterback. He's not going to win with, with – he hasn't been able to win thus far. When you have Cortland Sutton, Noah Fan. um, KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy of all these weapons, and you are not getting enough out of your quarterback at this point. Give me Trey Lance here at number nine. All right. Not bad. Trey Lance off the board. How do you think Justin Fields is feeling about this? I think there's certain teams probably thrilled that he's slowly slipping and, uh, We'll see if he makes it to where I think he should go here. So So that was Trey Lance going to the Broncos. Interesting. Okay. So now I am with your team, America's team, some would say. America's team. They They need a lot of help. I looked at this very carefully. Personally, one of the things I had was I had Parsons down here as an option. Okay. But he has taken this team needs defense. Their offense is looking pretty. It's fine. But they can't stop anything. Let's go with the next cornerback off the board, J.C. Horn, going to the Cowboys. Josh, as a Cowboys fan, how are you feeling? Love it. Love it. Joe Horn is his father, so he's got some good NFL lineage, lineage there. Phenomenal player out of South Carolina. Cowboys do need all the help they can get. They picked up Ken O'Neill in the secondary as a safety. Dan Quinn is there now to try to revamp that defense. I'm hoping that J.C. Horn can step right in and make some noise here. 
they need a ton of help on the defensive side. So I'm hoping that's the answer for them. Mm, yep. That's what I did. So I'm happy I helped, I made you uh, – it's a good pick. You made me happy there. I mean, if Kyle picked them how to fell to me at 10, I think Jerry Jones would take them, but that's never going to happen. But that's what no Jerry wants. No way. All right, number 11, I hate picking for the Giants because, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so this is, like, you know, not easy so for me. So them picking a, a place kicker, right? Yeah, I hear that they want to trade up, you know, uh, make a move here for a big kicker out here, maybe even a punter. We'll see. Yeah. But um, they did sign Kenny Galladay. They have some options here at receiver. However, it's hard to pass up Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle that are sitting here. They could probably go defense. And this is another spot where if Michael Parsons did fall down the draft. I really think the Giants could pull the trigger here and take Parsons if he fell. Because he's not here. I don't see O-lineman here for them, so I am going to go receiver. I like Jalen Waddle slightly better than Devonta Smith, and I'm going to take Jalen Waddle here for the New York football Giants. I think it's going to be a great pick. He's going to make some real noise out there with Galladay out there. I don't know if Slayton really fits into the picture if you have Shepard, Waddle, and Galladay, but they could always try to move someone later. So give me Jalen Waddle there at number 11. All right, so it's going to be interesting going over to Philly, staying in the division. And you're going to have to face your teammate two times a year. I looked at Philly as well, who needs a wide receiver. It was going to be pretty much who else, whoever you didn't pick, I was going to pick. Right. Devontae Smith, Alabama wide receiver, basically turn him into the next uh, Jackson and just have him run just the way he did. People are worried about his size. Yeah. I am not worried at all. I think he's going to you know, perform great for them. So, yeah, Devontae Smith to Philly. And they're going to see each other a lot. Yeah, I love the pick there. These receivers are starting to go off the board. Back-to-back Alabama picks, definitely possible here. Number 13, this is like a dream scenario for the Los Angeles Chargers as they could use some offensive line help and protecting Justin Herbert. If a receiver were to fall here, I could see them actually taking one of these receivers. It would be too hard to pass up. Mike Williams' contract would be up at the end of next season. So they could do that if one of these big three receivers fall. But because they didn't, Rashawn Slater is sitting out of here at Northwestern. This is like a no-brainer pick. They need the tackle out there. Give me Rashawn Slater. Great move, and they're going to be able to really protect Justin Herbert go forward. All right, good pick. I think as a Minnesota GM now, I was kind of hoping he would go there. So as I'm looking at the best available, and I'm kind of seeing what they need, there is a solid OG from USC. I don't even know how to say his first name. I think it's Elijah, but it's spelled differently. Elijah Vera Tucker, who's their uh, offensive guard, is going to really help out, going to keep Cousins upright. It's going to help the run game. This is a spot where they need someone to protect that line. Okay, so yeah, give me Vera Tucker as the OG going to Minnesota. All right. Um, I like it. All right. Well, this is up now, and uh, pick 15, I think this is, like, simple. I made it easy on myself here, I guess, because Justin Fields is still on the board. The Patriots are changing the, na- the game here a little bit with how they play. I like Justin Fields. He's super talented. He's been sliding down the draft board for a lot of different reasons. People are giving him a hard time about how he played against Northwestern, Indiana. Both teams ranked in the top 25 defenses last year in college football. So they're not bad defenses. Yes, he had tough games, but he also <laughs> – excuse me – Played really well in the playoffs this year. He gave Alabama a run for this money. So give me Justin Fields. This is a big move for the Patriots, but it's going to work out great for them here. Give me Fields at 15. Yeah, that's a no-brainer pick. Definitely Patriots are looking to rebuild and get it kind of going, and this could be the guy to do it. Um, So I do like that pick. Number 16, Arizona. Another team could go wide receiver, but I think with what's – been taken they can maybe wait a little bit to do that one area that they definitely need a lot of help with that I was kind of looking at is cornerback as well so as I was going over the draft board Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech seems to be the best available cornerback for them he has a really good blend like he's good size he's got good length his speed is great okay so people are a little concerned you know he sat out 2020 but his just technique and his record his ball recognition I think is great so Going to Arizona, give me the cornerback, Caleb Farley. Yeah, great pick. They definitely need some defensive help. 
they were able to pick up James Conner in the offseason and kind of go with Chase Edmonds there. Have a, a ton of talent with DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk at receiver. So, yeah, good pick going defense there. Next up, I have Oakland Raiders, number 17. This is another team that basically just shipped out their entire offensive line. Right now, Max, you and I could probably start on the offensive line. They have nobody available on their roster is what it feels like here. So give me Christian uh, Darisaw from Virginia Tech. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. Offensive tackle, I feel like they just need help on the offensive line. They've got a great pick here. He's really projected to be a top 15, and they're getting a 17, so they're getting a decent value here. Give me Darisaw from VTech at number 15. Number 17. Uh, 17, sorry. And that's, 17. that was Las Vegas, right? That was Vegas Raiders. Yep. Yeah, okay. So now I'm back with Miami on the clock. This is where it gets interesting. This is where I can decide how much I want to do. Okay, do I want to help protect Tua? Do I want to give him some options to help that defense that they really have? Or do I want to get crazy and beef up that offense? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, man, this is tough. But I do think let's do it. You know what? Let's go. First running back off the board. Najee yes. Harris is going Love to it. Miami. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. It's, it's tough for them. They need a lot of different things still, but they've gotten better. I think Harris is a game changer for them, though. Super talented. Show that he could catch the ball this past season as well in the backfield. So I think it's going to be a huge pickup for the Dolphins. And it just like gives them a running back that, like you said, can step right in. They've been trying to fill it with these guys who give them a chance and it just hasn't worked out. This is a three down back, like you said, can catch the ball as well. So even if they're out of a game, he can help them try to bring it back. Yeah, absolutely. So good, good pick there. And yeah, it's, you know, you never know what the RBs. If you're Mel Kuyper Jr., he hates taking RBs in round one. But hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I think this is a good pick. Next up, number 19, the Washington football team, still with no name. Offensive line could be possible here. Defense of, you know, outside linebacker kind of thing could happen here. So I'm going to go with that edge rusher. I think they could use some help on the defensive side. There's a couple different guys out here, but I like Jalen Phillips out of Miami. The key is going to be exactly what Ron Rivera is looking for on that defensive side. So give me Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Give them that defense, defensive option there in Washington. All right. Now we have the, I would say, pitiful Chicago Bears. Tried their hardest mm-hmm. to get Russell Wilson. Didn't work out. They definitely need a quarterback. Looking at the quarterbacks available, though, I think there's really – Nothing that they can do right now. I think they just hold. This could be another trade option as well. But keeping the pick, they need without a doubt. Okay, and I'm actually happy to see that his name's there. They need a wide receiver to go along with Allen Robinson. Uh, So let's go Kadarius Tony from Florida. Okay, this guy gives great, great uh, compatibility with Allen Robinson, and, you know, they can worry about the quarterback another time, get that offense going, and then you could fill in the pieces going forward. I like it. That's a good pick there. Yeah, they definitely need some help on the offense. I could see them also going uh, offensive line potentially as they lost um, – they cut, sorry, um, Brandon Massey. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could go offensive line. There's some good guys there. But, yeah, good pick for sure. But I think they All could right. definitely – I think that was the move they have to do because they can just – they got a couple more picks going in this draft, so I think they can appoint it later. Yeah. So if I'm going next year. I have the Colts up at number 21. It's tough. They have a lot of different things they could do here as well. They get Carson Wentz, and I think if you're going to trade for Carson Wentz, why not help him a little bit more, right? Let's get into that offensive tackle position again. Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, big-bodied guy. Going to be able to really hold down the fort there. They have a great offensive line, Quit Nelson already there as well. So I think he just kind of solidifies things. Give me Tevin Jenkins at number 21. Is that for the Colts? Yes. Very interesting. I think they would be plenty good there. You know, again, moving on to Tennessee at pick number 22, that was going to be my pick. They needed some help there. I think Indy's good on the line because they do have a great one, but I guess you can just make it better. 
So got to cross him off the list. All right. So looking over at Tennessee and what they need, um, I think they are someone that definitely needs help in a few regions. I'm kind of looking at them. Cornerback, wide receiver could all help. Offensive tackle. But I think they're going to hold off on those. Um, I would like to pick. Let me find him. All right. Let's give them some defense help. I think it's definitely somewhere they need. Xavier Collins or Zavin Collins from Tulsa is a great linebacker that can definitely, like I said, be a leader of that team, which is something they definitely need on the defense. So let's go there for uh, Tennessee. I like that a lot. All right. Good pick for sure. The Jets are back up. What to do, Max? What to do? As a Jets fan, what would you like to see here? I mean, I think they definitely need help on that line um, just to protect their futures, you know, star and Zach Wilson. But it's definitely just looking at it. It's rough. You know, you might be reaching on some of these, you know, offensive line tackles or guards. You might have to go defense here. I'm Uh, definitely going defense here, I think. I think they're gonna get they're gonna pay and they're gonna go quitty pay here out of Michigan. I think he's a no-brainer. He's phenomenal defensive player. They need some help on the edge. Give me pay here for the Jets. They get a great start to their draft. They get a QB, they get a top-tier defensive player. I think this is a great pick for them here. I get the offensive line thing. You can even see a receiver maybe going here. I mean, the Jets could kind of do what they want. They have the picks, and they really could take best players available. But yeah, give me uh here for Michigan. All right. As I was looking at these picks that we were making and I got to Pittsburgh at pick 24, this pick could totally make the draft crazy. Okay. Pittsburgh, you know, if they wanted to get crazy, maybe draft out and maybe hope to get a quarterback. They got running backs, but I'm doing a feel good story. I don't care if you think it's a good pick, not a good pick, but they used to have a player named Asante Samuel. His uh, his son is in this draft, plays cornerback. It's definitely a position that Pittsburgh needs. So it's not like you're doing a homer pick. This guy is definitely worth the first-round pick. So give me Asante Samuel Jr., Florida State cornerback. Wow. wow. I could be a little early for him. It could be like my Micah Parsons pick there. Maybe a little bit of a reach. I think there's some other talent out there, but I get it. I think he's super talented. The Steelers would really like, I think, Najee Harris to fall to them. I, I, think I did Harris, see it. I did see it, but. Yeah, I, I could see that happening for sure. Um, but, yeah, good pick. I think he's going to be an absolute stud in this league. All right, next up, the Jags are back on the clock. Tough, tough. They need help everywhere. But I'm kind of leading to taking the first safety off the board out of TCU. Trayvon, I'm going to pronounce his name, Rame, last name wrong. Mo Rig, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, you know, it's M O E H R I G. TCU safety. Really like him. Super talented player. They need help on the defensive side of the ball. They're really kind of coming in with Urban Meyer, not starting from scratch. They have some talent, but get a good quarterback. You get a leader in the secondary now. So that's the route I'm going. Safety here for the Jags. All right. Good pick there. I was hoping he would wait, fall a little bit to some of my other players uh, teams that I had there but he's off the board I'm going to Cleveland you know Cleveland they're quite an interesting team they got good pieces there but they just they need something final to kind of get them over that hump and in a division where they play in defense is going to be big for them okay I was kind of looking I was down between two none of them were taken so I'm going to go with the Kentucky star the inside linebacker give me Jamar Davis Okay, he's going to help that offense, or he's going to help that defense a lot. He is going to be a great addition with Miles Garrett there as well. He's going to just help, and you know, if they rush, it's two guys you got to really watch out for. And they got somebody on the other side as well, so I think that's going to be a good pick to help with their defense. All right, I like that one a lot. For me, next up, you got the Baltimore Ravens who have their first of two picks here now in the round one. I think the first move that they make here is at wide receiver. There's a guy out of Ole Miss, Elijah Moore. There's been some recent success with some Ole Miss wide receivers, DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. 
they need some help, right? Lamar can't do it all himself, and they only really have Hollywood Brown out there. So give me more from Ole Miss for the Baltimore Ravens. All right, not bad. Number 28, New Orleans are also going to go wide receiver. I'm surprised you passed up on the LSU, Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver. But I think he is going to be a great, great wide receiver for the Saints. He's going to help Winston try to get a feel for that offense. You know, you got Michael Thomas, you got Alvin Kamara. So I think this guy on the other side of Terrence Marshall Jr. is going to be a great pick to have. Yeah, it, it was kind of a coin toss. And, you know, there's uh, actually three receivers that I'm going to go three in a row here as I have the Packers pick. And they're finally going to help out Aaron Rodgers that I think kind of are all in this mix. And I'm going Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Another talented guy, but finally Aaron Rodgers gets another weapon to go with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. It's the right time to kind of take a guy here. They could also go offensive line or corner or linebacker. So there's different options out here. But I think finally they've been so close, two back-to-back seasons of 13-3. and This offensive player I think will finally get them over the hump here. Rashad Bateman at number 29. All right, number 30, looking at the Buffalo Bills. Good season. Oh, man, do they do it? So a lot of people are saying that they might just reload on the running back and start over. Okay, there is a running back available. I just don't think that's – I don't think it's smart. You know, you got Devin Singletary, you got Moss, just adding another one to it. So I'm passing on the running back, but I could see them doing it. I'm going to help them out. In the cornerback game, going Greg Newsom, the second from Northwestern. Cornerback to help you there. That is a steal, I think, of the draft so far. If he fell to Buffalo, that is going to help their defense out immensely. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, he definitely fell. Truthfully, when you picked Asante Samuel Jr., that's kind of where I thought Greg Newsom Jr. would have went. But yeah, I think it's fair. and so, yeah, great pick there. Another steal of the draft. So I have the Ravens back up here. They're going to go linebacker this time. Again, another name. Clearly, we, Max and I are not great at pronouncing names. He's got three of them. So I'm going to kind of mess this up here. Out of Notre Dame, they need the linebacker help here. Good luck. So right. What would you say? I said good luck. That's why I didn't pick him. I don't know how to pronounce that name. <laughs> it's Jeremiah Oushi Koromoa, something like that, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Again, it's another great pick here. I think these two guys, our last two picks, are two players that really could go earlier in the draft. I think they're both super talented. And I think this is the pick here for the Baltimore Ravens. With the Ravens having two picks in the first round, I really could see them trading up and trying to package those picks to move up in the draft. Again, we did not do trades, but I feel like that's the big thing that's missing from this draft is that there will be a lot of trades here. I definitely agree there. I do think there's no way not one trade happens in this first round. So, all right. The- I'll put the over-under at that at three, by the way. I think at least three trades could happen in this oh, year's draft. Man, that's a good number. That's a really yeah. good number. I'm not sure. You may hit the right on the nose with three, but yeah. be very interesting to see what happens. But our last pick of the draft, Tampa Bay, the champions, Okay, wouldn't it just be the funniest thing in the world? Tampa Bay is so great. They may need some defense help. But you got this running back staring you in the face at Travis Etienne. Why not? Okay, Tampa Bay is weird. They take these weird guys. Why not Travis Etienne? It's almost kind of like what Kansas City did a few years ago when they have running backs. But you got a guy named, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire there staring you in the face. Why not? Travis Etienne entering the running back room for Tampa Bay. Wow. Really like it. Yeah, if he somehow slips one pick past that, so if they don't take him, they go. let's say they go defense, I could easily see the Jags taking ETN to pair back up with Trevor Lawrence. That could be a nice, you know, marriage back together there. But, wow. We got through the 32 picks, Max, in a decent amount of time. We went much faster than the real NFL draft's going to go, of course. Without a doubt. I mean, they'll still be on the second pick by the time uh... – this is going down. Before we wrap up, I would say I think the biggest surprise picks in my mind, again, yes, I think I might have reached a little bit of Micah Parsons, but I think he is going to look for a game changer out there. But I think what is going to end up happening is Detroit will trade out of that pick, move back a few spots, and get Parsons. That's my guess. So 
I may not be right on number seven, but I think the Lions are the ones that end up with Parsons. If not, they go receiver. The Giants are the other question mark, too, in my mind, right? I took Jalen Waddle there. They don't need the receiver, but I could see it. It's too much of a talent. It kind of reminds me what Dallas did last year with CeeDee Lamb. I could see the Giants kind of pulling a similar move, grabbing Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I mean, Giants definitely need help on the defense. You know, so what were they picking at number – what were they? 11. They were 11. So you could definitely see them coming in and maybe taking a cornerback. You could take him, maybe taking an edge rusher. You know, so some of the – like Payne was available at that time. You could maybe see him go there. Um, so it's interesting to see what they're going to do. You know, let's see what happens, man. This was fun to do. I wonder how uh, how we're going to do. Yeah, and we'll definitely give people an update next week based uh, how we did here. So you got the most picks right. We'll kind of recap all the trades and the drafts as we head into next week. All right, Max. Good drafting. Yes. The top 10. Let's talk top 10 here. We are sticking with the NFL. We're going top 10 NFL jerseys out there. Not going to lie to you. I think I definitely went with old school classic jerseys mm. more than anything else, but that's just me. So, Max, why don't you give us your 10 through 6? So, I do have to say, I think I did that as well. Um, it's one of those, you know, you look at the looks that are just classic, that have don't change that much and have been around for years. You'll see that in some of my picks, but let's start off. Number 10, San Francisco 49ers. That's classic. Golden red is a sweet, sweet combo. Okay, it looks great. I'm a big fan of the red and gold. Okay, going to number nine. I like the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I think their look is nice. It's crisp and clean. I love the white when it's the primary color with a little bit of the blue and the red in it. So, yeah, give me Buffalo. And also, I love the logo. It's a great logo. Number eight, another classic, Green Bay Packers. And I think I'm going to have a little bit of a – a trend. I like the color gold. So if you pair it with something, you got a good chance to be on my list. But gold and green looks great. It's one of those looks that have been around for years, and it really has not changed. Number seven, a look that has changed is the L.A. Rams. Okay? Mm. Their helmet swirl, I think, is so cool. But they changed up their colors a little bit to a more of a, a different color, a, a different shade of blue. And it just looks clean with a little bit of the yellow sticking out in it. I just like the look of the blue. And then last but not least for number six, Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Love the logo. I think it's a great logo, but black and red is such a nice color combo that it it works great. So yeah, give me the Falcons for number six. All right. Like we have some similar ones, a few differences for me. Number 10, I want the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's something about those black and yellow jerseys that just stand out for me. I think they're a very intimidating classic Jersey. Give me the Steelers. there, 10. Nine, I, I have the Falcons there. I agree with you. Nothing like the Dirty Birds. They have some really cool updated logos. I thought they were a little bit higher. Some of the numbers, how they have it, weren't my favorite, how they like kind of designed the numbers on the jersey. But overall, I love them. The Packers, I also have at number eight. Nothing beats Lambeau Field, those green jerseys out there. So I like that. I put the Niners at seven. I'm with you. I love those jerseys. They're like – they're just slick look. Nice red color really can stand out with those jerseys. So give me them. And I went with the other Los Angeles team. I went with the Chargers. Give me the baby blues, man. That baby blue and yellow combo. They have some really nice new jerseys out there. So give me the Chargers at six. Wow. My goodness. Well, in your 10 through six, you have named my one and two. I'm just letting you know. Wow. Wow. Okay. Just keep that in mind as we're doing it. Number five, Tampa Bay Bucks. I absolutely love the Buccaneer logo. I think it's great. But again, another red and black combo. It's just, it looks good. I just love the color. Number four, okay, whoever thought the Raiders would be in the top four of anything. But silver and black is a sweet color combo. Again, going with that pirate logo, it just looks great. Okay, number three. And again, another gold team. I'm going with the Saints. I love the black, gold, and the white together. It's great. I especially love it when they do their whiteout, which is predominantly white with a little bit of gold and black kind of peeking out. I think that is a clean, clean, clean look. And who doesn't like a Ford Elite? Okay, that's a great, great logo. 
Number two, going with the Steelers. Okay, this logo is so popular that it was a song made of them, black and yellow. Okay, this is such a good color combo. And let's talk about that logo. Okay, with the three different colors around it, there's meaning behind it. I'm not sure what it means, but it is a good, crisp, clean look. Okay, back in the day, they had a man who was walking on a steel beam for the Steelers, kicking a field goal. It's awesome. Number one, how dare you put the Chargers so low? That pewter <laughs> blue is phenomenal. Powder blue, pewter blue, whatever you want to call it, with the little bolt that's outlined in yellow. Like, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal color combo, and that should be it. End of discussion there. Wow. Disagree completely. I'm going very different route here. Number five, I actually put the Raiders as well. The silver and black, the black hole, definitely number five for me. Number four, I'm a big Seahawk jersey fan, maybe because I'm a Hawk, but give me the Seahawks jerseys. Love that color combo. Number three, I also have the Buccaneers in the mix here. I love those Buck jerseys. They also have a lot of different kind of jerseys, mm -hmm. which I kind of like. They have really switched it up, different colors. Even those gray ones that they've been rocking a little bit, I kind of like a lot. So very good colors there. Number two, I go with the Saints. Okay, the New Orleans Saints jerseys, I love those. Whether it goes to the black, they have those like nice um, – oh, my God, the logo. What, whatever. Well, I can't think of it. It's a Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Love that logo. And number one, how dare you? There is one iconic did you pick, jersey. Did you put the Cowboys in here? How about them Cowboys? Number one, it's the most iconic jersey in all of sports. Everyone recognizes that star. The Thanksgiving jerseys are amazing. And they're the only team that consistently basically only wears the white jersey. You never really see the blue, which I love. Give me the Cowboys, number one. A little bit biased for sure, but I love I my guy. A little bit indeed. So that is our top 10. We will have to culminate the other top 10 jerseys and start putting things together for a list of all of our sports. But mm -hmm. are we after baseball still? We do have baseball. Baseball will be next week. Yes, yeah, so we'll do baseball next week, and then we'll kind of do a, a top 10 of top 10s. It's going to be the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, going to be very hard. I'm going to look back at my notes. But get ready for the NFL draft. It is Thursday. It's in Cleveland. The Turkey and I were not invited to go. The podcast is not absolutely popular ridiculous. Enough. I cannot yeah, believe you weren't invited. I'm a little devastated, but it's okay. Maybe next year we'll get there. But I mean, very I'm excited. Sure they, I'm sure they invited Pat McAfee. I mean, he declined. So, like, why Pat should we go? Right. I would take Pat McAfee's spot. He's too busy on SmackDown now anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Super excited for the NFL draft. Watch it. We have some good bets out there with over-unders. Um, you know, based off our draft, I'm liking that receiver over under even more after what we, oh, we right. talked about. 100%, 100% agree. So that's it for today. As always, I'm the Hawk. Max is the Turkey. And we are here for you every Monday. We'll see you next time. Later, everybody.